Where else can you go to not only find the information on how to train your dog, but the best deals on training equipment as well? Standing Stone Supply has everything you need to create that next versatile champion from DT system electronics down to even emergency med kits to take with you on your hunting trips. If you need some help with your training program, then their step-by-step online course might be a great fit for you, making it a convenient one-stop shop for the knowledge as well as the gear to take your training to the next level. Hit up standingstonesupply.com and promo code GDIY will save you 10%. As someone who constantly travels to new locations out of state to hunt, I have to rely on map scouting before I even get in the truck. Onyx Hunt Maps makes it super easy for me to plan out my trips as well as track my success while on the trip. The offline maps along with the tracking feature and ability to add pictures to my waypoints means I can always reference old trips and hunts to better prepare for the next. When planning your next hunt, be sure to use Onyx to put you and your dog in the best situation you can. Use code GDIY20 at checkout to save 20% and know where you stand with Onyx. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. So I, I know what my dog's capable of and whatever he goes out there and scores, it is what it is. And it, if I can go into the test with that mentality, cause it's the truth, uh, I think I'll be fine. Do you have trouble physically making it through long hunts? Is your dog always giving you that angry look telling you to keep up? You train your dog, but now it's time to train yourself. Rocky Mountain Hunt Strong is the company for any hunter that is looking for an effective fitness routine to get healthier and be able to hunt longer and harder. This company has merged fitness and the passion of hunting to help people like you and me continue to do what we love. From the Rockies to the Smokies and every field or prairie in between, this company can get you ready to go longer, cover more ground, and recover quicker. Go to RockyMountainHuntStrong.com and see their program for yourself. Use the discount code GDIY to save 15% and get to work. Train harder, hunt stronger, and recover faster. Welcome back to another week of GDIY, everybody. I'm actually joined with, it seems like, our weekly stand-in now, Joe. Uh, Adam's up in West Virginia visiting some family, doing a little work on the family farm and everything, uh, I guess. Here lately, it's just uh, been a little different. We're always having to pull Joe in to fill in for somebody the past few weeks or something. I must be doing something right, man, that <laughs> I, I keep on getting the call up. Yeah. So you you actually came down to fi- finally see the, the new place, and we went and grabbed some dinner, and we figured let's go ahead and knock out the intro while uh, Adam's not here, and he's, he's be busy slaving away on the deer farm. Down at uh, Adair Family Farms. Glad to see you guys finally got uh, running water. You guys don't have to use the uh, the outhouse anymore or anything like that. Yeah, we're still waiting on the internet, though. You know, we we, we have everything we need, but uh, the internet, especially coming at uh, everybody with this podcast, that would be nice. Man, who needs internet when you got stars like this tonight? Yeah, they, I'm perfectly fine with no internet, but it makes it makes doing podcasts a little difficult sometimes. As uh, you know, this week that's. Uh, kind of one of the reasons you know we had a few guests lined up but right now it's hard to to really get everybody coordinated when i don't have a a decent internet connection so really we we had to put the guests on hold for a week or two and uh you came in on this episode and we just me you and adam just really just kind of bs the entire time so we don't really have one specific topic but we kind of cover a whole lot of ground this week but I mean, it seems like a lot of the guests might be uh, preparing for uh, this thing that's coming up called hunting season. Yeah, yeah, and that's a lot what this uh, episode is talking about. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's like most of the people we talk to with these dogs, it's uh, the, their priorities are in the right place. Well, you got NAVDA tests coming up. NAVDA tests, hunting season, and hunting and, season. Yeah, uh, everybody's kind of busy right now, but yeah, me me not having internet is kind of a bad time for for all that. But hey, we uh, we'll get everybody lined back up and actually come out with some some important topics again we're, here soon. Well, especially when uh, McDonald's kicks you out of uh, its dining room. No kidding. What is up with that? <laughs> uh, this 
they they claimed it was the virus. I don't believe them. You know, just prejudice against podcasters. Hey, man, I'm just trying to do my podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, all I'm doing is robbing you for your Wi-Fi. Like Jesus, let, let, let me stay in here. And- do you know? Do you know who I am? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But- I have a moderately successful. <laughs> dog training podcast <laughs> yeah you really don't know who i am yeah oh man but yeah so uh so nothing really too serious for everybody this week but it it, it was fun we you know it, it it was kind of enjoyable just us three kind of shooting it and and talking about the upcoming trips and uh we talked about a whole bunch of different stuff between wild birds and and pen raised birds and our trip and testing and and nerves and all, all kinds of stuff. So it, we covered a lot of ground, but just not one in particular subject. Yeah. It's one of those episodes where you just take a couple of bird hunters and dog owners and give them beer and let them talk a little bit. So yeah. I, it's not too difficult for bird doggers to, uh, you know, fill an hour of conversation exactly, typically. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, Adam's not here, so I guess we can go ahead and skip the life advice. Everybody can just kind of wait till next week to figure out how to piece their lives together. I mean, if, if that's cool with everyone, I know everyone's probably <laughs> just waited with bated breath that, I mean, they're probably really disappointed they don't have a life advice this week. But I think it's funny whenever we, we pull that out, it's Adam always thinks he's about to get away with not having a question. And then we fire one at him at the last second he's like oh man i thought i was gonna get away with not having to answer anything but uh it's fun putting him on the spot yeah well get ready adam because he's probably going to listen to this when this comes out Mm -hmm. and he needs to be ready for next week's life advice because it's going to be a doozy (laughs) you got one fired up for him no but i just know that one of the listeners is going to come in with something really really strong speaking of that we do need some some fresh life advice with Adam questions. So shoot them to me. Gundog That's a segue. I know I'm not, com. I'm not very, uh, very seasoned at this whole talking on the microphone, but we I, do I can segue. New, we do need some new ones. Uh, make, make it hunting related. It's hunting season. So we need to start transitioning into more hunting than training or, or, you know, everybody loves the family questions, but, uh, let's, let's start hitting Adam up with some hunting questions and, uh, yeah, fire them away. Gun dog it yourself at gmail.com or shoot us a message on Facebook and Instagram under gun dog it yourself. Uh, if you feel like throwing a few bucks our way, check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash gun dog it yourself. And, uh, is there anything else, Joe? Oh, enjoy the episode. Enjoy guys. There's always something to debate or argue in the dog world, but there's just one thing that's not up for debate. All hunters and dog owners know you need the right gear, not just for yourself, but for your dogs as well. Conkey's Outdoors Hound and Hunting Supply is your number one source for all things hound-related. Conkey's is owned and operated by true houndsmen themselves. They've got you covered no matter the game you're chasing, from hog hunting, bear hunting, and even gator hunting. Bird dog guys don't feel left out either. They have whatever you need, whether it's training collars, tracking collars, boots, chaps, vests, coats, and more. No matter what you and your dog needs to have a successful hunt, check out conkeysoutdoors.com and they'll get you on the right track. Purchases over $100 gets you free shipping and enter GDIY5 to save 5%. And if you're a Patreon patron, you get to save even more money. So be sure to check out Conkeys Outdoors. If you're currently in the market for a kennel, then be sure to check out Gunner Kennels. Gunner Kennels is the only kennel that's five-star crash rated from the Center for Pet Safety. The double-wall rotomodal construction ensures it holds up in all types of weather and conditions. Also, Gunner Kennels has a lifetime warranty. These kennels are built to last a lifetime, and Gunner stands behind that. Gunner also has all the accessories you can need from fan kits to help keep them cool, performance and orthopedic pads to help keep them comfortable and ready to go after long travels, and even tie-down straps to help ensure there's no worries for the kennel moving or sliding around in your truck. So if you need man's best kennel for man's best friend, head on over to gundogityourself.com and click on the Gunner link. Be sure to purchase your kennel, accessories, and even gift cards for holidays and birthdays through our link, and it will go a long way in helping out the podcast. All right, and we're back, guys. We're joined with Joe and Adam this week. We actually don't have any particular topic going this week. We had a couple great guests scheduled, and life gets in the way. We had to reschedule, and uh, so we're just acting like normal bird dog guys and just shooting the uh shooting the crap shooting the breeze man 
Yeah, you you trying to keep this clean really messes See, with my head. Every yeah, now and well, again. you guys got to get used to it. You both have kids on the way, and you're looking at me like uh, I can't say that word. And I'm like, this is easy. I've got kids. We're shooting the breeze. Yeah, shooting the breeze and drinking apple juice. Yep. Yeah, it's well, always funny. I listen back to these, and there's like a gap in the middle of me saying something. I'm like, and I wanted to say a word there, and I couldn't. So that yeah, yep. Oh man. So uh, yeah, we just thought with. Uh, you know, we have to give the people what they want. We have an episode every week, and we had to hit it. So we figured let's just get on and have a fun little conversation about the hunting season and our big plans and leading into next spring and maybe even get into future dream trips and stuff like that with our dogs. And what the people really want is Joe Lamberson, the producer <laughs> of GDIY. <laughs> Joe, I want to know, with Minnesota coming up here in a few weeks, are you actually planning on hunting this season, or are you just going to be bar hopping the whole time? Probably just bar hopping. <laughs> so, can I borrow if, your setter for the week, then? <laughs> he's going to be with me, probably, at, at this point. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll, we'll see who's more out of shape. <laughs> me or Jack. Oh, yeah. man. He can't retrieve birds, but he can retrieve Joe a beer. Yeah, that's all right. We'll go get one of the other dogs out of the truck, and we need to retrieve one if we can't find it. Yeah, there you go. He'll point dead, though, right? Sure. Sure. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, he will. <laughs> well, I, I know I know he points live birds like nobody's business. I mean, and that's what's crazy is when was the last time you did any training with Jack? <laughs> other than, like, stop barking at the door. Ooh, and, and the rabbit he, he got... About that like a month count. now. That oh man! Yeah, uh, probably what? since last hunting season. Wait, did he retrieve the rabbit? No, he he just killed he, it. He caught the rabbit. Yeah, and then I happened to cut him off on his escape route and got the rabbit out of his mouth. Okay, sounds like a retrieve to me. <laughs> <laughs> you want to dock it up? All right, you have you have a a rabbit retrieving setter. There you go. There you go. Yeah, Make man. you feel better about yourself. But yeah, to Adam's point, man, you. You really are the guy that you exercise, Jack. Like you go out to the trial grounds yeah. on a on a semi regular basis, and you yeah. run them so you keep them in shape. But man, during the off season, you just you don't get your dogs on birds, and it's just hunt season rolls around. And it's like all right, let's go hunt. I mean, to be <laughs> fair, last year I did, and I did nab the training days, but there was a little thing called the pandemic. Yeah, and then my wife being pregnant. Yep, and having to make money for the, that baby coming up. So oh, yeah. <laughs> there's a couple things that have uh, taken priority. Of, uh, All I priorities, excuses, man. not priorities, um, excuses. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm hearing priorities. That makes a lot of sense. But Jack is the type of dog to where you can kind of do that. It's like, okay, yeah, he doesn't retrieve, but he's a bird finding machine and yeah. he points yep. and he honors and he really is a meat dog. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, you have, use, we'll have fun when we go out. You use them every sure. year in Texas. You use, you know, used them in Wisconsin last year. Are you taking them to South Dakota this year with you? No, no. Why not? Why not? I never take them to South Dakota. He gets invited on this nice little uh, private ground. Is it private? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's a private right lodge, school bus, and all that. All day. So they have they yeah, have their own dogs. True. Yeah. Yeah, and every year we're like, man, Joe, you got to take Jack. And you're like, I'm not taking Jack. They already have their dogs there. So it's he's like a completely different type of bird dog guy than we are. Yeah, and his his dog is just as good at pointing. <laughs> I mean, you know, out of all the work that we put in, I mean, of course, there's the. Well, I would argue a better pointer oh, better. than Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's that's the thing is like the inherent qualities of the dog are just amazing i mean with and that's what i that's why i ask like when was the last time you trained him not to bust your chops see bust your chops see how i put that word in there and i not to bust your chops on on how (laughs) how little you train the dog but it's really a compliment to the dog because he's just got it man he points he honors like nobody's business i mean that dog yeah yeah he looks great i mean so backstory is my father-in-law has two pointers and he uh, works in new home sales in Texas. So he's got kind of weird days off. His days are off for Wednesdays and Thursdays. Well, during season, he's got two leases out in West Texas that he goes to every week. So this is his like one trip where he's like, I don't have to worry about feeding dogs. I don't have to worry about making sure they're all warm and everything like that. This is a hunt- trip where I get to see other dogs work. Um, 
and this is kind of like his vacation. Yeah. So when that's why I could I not. could bring Jack. Maybe one day I I will once I've got a little bit more clout in that hunting group. You know, I'm yeah. still I'm still the youngest guy in that hunting group by about 15 years. So yeah, <laughs> you're the still first, the new guy. The first year you got your uh, you got put on the wall of shame, didn't you? No, no, because I missed. Oh, okay. All right. You, what'd you miss? A hen or something? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the first year, I, first year I ever went was like five or six years ago, and someone yelled "hen," and I was like, "Oh man, I got, I got to shoot!" And I, luckily, I missed. Uh, this is I, his first hunting season. He's he doesn't know. I don't know. I just th- yeah. thought they were called bird, and so I shot. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> I'm known as Florida now. Being from South Florida, I made a shot last year, and he goes, "I didn't know they shot like that in Florida." <laughs> so I've, I've I've come a long way in the five years I've been on that trip. So I mean, in all seriousness, like, and don't don't give me the the response like I just want to shoot a bunch of birds. What what are your hopes for the Minnesota trip? Yeah, I mean, a lot of bird contacts for my dog. That's that's really what I'm most excited about is getting my dog on a pile of grouse, hopefully, just grouse after grouse after grouse. And if some woodcock are mixed in there, that's great too. Um, I know that I'm going to miss them. I mean, <laughs> good Lord, I can't even hit doves right now. But, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to get out there. You know, we spend a lot of time putting on miles here for – not a lot of bird contact. So just the thought of being able to get, get my dog in front of that many grouse is exciting, man. And, you know, I hope to connect with a couple. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, pen raised birds are great, but there is no replacement for wild birds. You can do so much with a bird dog with a fraction of actual wild bird contacts and what you can do with just pouring on pen raised birds in the field and that that's that's my hope is you know last year i got to see it with lucy we finished up the ut test and everybody knows about that you know she she got prize one on everything except for pointing and we went out there to wisconsin and just from day one in wisconsin by me just i i had to force myself not to shoot birds unless she pointed it by yeah. me doing that consistently throughout the week from day one to the last day at the at the cabin i had a completely different dog within one week and yep. and it was it was hard going out there especially the first second third day to where you know she would she would do her soft point kind of bust in too close and you know can do that on a pen raised bird you can't do that on a wild bird so when they were flushing out Man, your your finger is on the trigger. You want to pull it? Nope. Bigger picture in mind. I'm not doing it. Yeah. And by the end of the week, she was pointing from a great distance, holding point on the birds to where I was flushing them. And it really just that. I mean, I, I knew knew what the message was about exactly what I'm saying. But you know, it's completely different to to hear something and then to see it actually happened within one week and enough wild bird contacts my dog learned so much more in one week than what i felt like i could teach her in a full training season yeah and i think too often we've mentioned this before but we measure success through you know our bag limit how many birds we get in the bag and, and then we qualify that as success because of social media and and how exactly yeah. connected we all are right uh virtually so you can't measure it's hard to measure success at the end of a hunt by exactly what you're saying but in your mind you're like dude that was a successful hunt my dog learned a couple good lessons and then the last bird that it found for the day it locked up and pointed Mm -hmm. and even if i missed it huge success and you're still talking about it a year later and now it's going to really pay off i mean you still killed birds over last year but i feel like this year it's really going to pay off for not being tempted to like, well, I've got to show the world that I was successful <laughs> and have a picture of a grouse in my hand at the end of the day. Sorry, listeners. I'm not, I'm not sacrificing my dog's training just to prove a, a point to you and show exactly. you a picture. It, it, you know, there, there are plenty of people out there that have that just, oh man, I feel just the pressure. I got to shoot something just to put it on Facebook or Instagram. And you know, I, I'm doing it for the dog. I'm not doing it for the gram. 
I don't know about Joe over there. He's just doing it for the bar. <laughs> but order yeah, me another the, beer. The, the, the story's at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> but it's whatever. I mean, it's whatever makes you happy. I think I'm somewhere in between both of you guys. Like, I'm going to spend time going to the local watering hole with with Joe. And, you know, <laughs> that's part of traveling for me is I want to drink some local beer. Absolutely. I want to eat some local food. I want to meet some local people. I want to come back with... You know, Joe came back with a bunch of cool cheese from Wisconsin last year. Nope. Um, and I mean, I'm probably not going to do that as much as Joe, and I'm not going to beat through the briars as much as you do. I'm somewhere in between. I'm I'm all about going to the bar or the restaurant or something once the sun goes down. <laughs> I wish everyone could see Joe. See Joe once face. the sun once the sun goes. He came down. in <laughs> so curmudgeonies. I got to wake up and. We gotta go wake up and go hunt. I need I ain't to get going out of here. To the bar? Why would I want to pay for that food? I can make a pizza there's, right here. There's a we difference. Got, we, we got food at the house. There's yes. there's a difference between going to grab a bite to eat, and maybe a few beers, and wanting to go to three or four different bars <laughs> throughout the night. And you get to bed. All I know, at one all in the I know is that uh, the North Northwoods uh, Supper Club was happy to have me. <laughs> There's probably like five or six listeners that are like, yeah, Northwood Supper Club. I know where that is. Great place. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it, I just, so like, what are you hoping to get out of the trip besides just bird contact? So like, are you looking for a specific just quality to groom and Mitch with these birds like are you going to go out there and be as steadfast as I was about if he doesn't point I'm not shooting it or are you shooting a bird if it gets up in front of him no I mean I'm going to go into it initially with you know I'm not going to shoot the first uh, bird opportunity I have um, because I want my dog to be pointing the grouse and not just like I could quickly turn him into a grouse flusher right so Mm -hmm. I, I want him to be pointing the grouse. Um, I don't know how long that patience will kick in. Like <laughs> I was about to say, what if know, it's day, three days in? Day day three or four, if he's just like being a jerk about it, I, you know, I'm going to be like, dude, I drove to Minnesota. I'm shooting a grouse. <laughs> you know, so uh, that's the intention is that if he bumps the first bird, I don't shoot it. And, you know, he, he'll be more cautious around the next one. Because if I do shoot it, and he didn't handle it correctly, then he's he's getting the reward of the retrieve, and he's getting the affirmation from me that, like, yep, everything's good, man. You you did your job well enough that I could shoot this bird. So I, I'm going to really convince myself to hold off. Um, but I'm also going to be in a spot where I'm going to finish the test on Saturday, and then Sunday we're going to drive to Minnesota. So... Last year, I was going into the hunting season, was like, should I be working on steadiness or should I worry about hunting? This year, I'm like, I- I'm done with the utility test, so I am really just worried about hunting. And that's, I'm glad you brought that up because that's exactly where I was headed. We're You were testing on Saturday, and then Sunday, we're helping out to put on the second day of the test, but we're getting out of there as soon as we can to, to hit the road. Obviously, the UT test requires your dog to be steady through the fall. Are you going to reinforce that in the grouse woods? Have you even thought about that? Oh, I've thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, as long as the dog points it, I mean, I think he'll be... I have a feeling he's going to be steady through the shot, and then he'll. I, I bet he'll just break on the shot. There's yeah. There's nothing that's happened in training that's made me think that. Like, he is... He is like rock steady on pen raised birds. I mm-hmm. mean, steady until I go release him. But I just have a feeling that he's going to sense like, I don't have to stand here till I'm tapped on the head and told to fetch and <laughs> yeah. he'll probably just go. Yep. And I'm totally fine with that. So Joe last year, when we got up to Wisconsin, it was funny. It was like the second day in Joe came up he's like, man, Jack, slaughters these quail down in texas but these grouse and woodcock he doesn't know what the heck to do with these birds he is confused and he's pissed off at me every time he thinks he smells a bird he's looking at me like (laughs) i swear it was right here yeah so joe what are you expecting out of jack i feel like he did better as the week went on last year because 
you're exactly right. He's he's never had a trouble finding birds. And uh, last year was the first time where I got like looks from him. And he's like, <laughs> I, I don't get it. So I'm not really sure. Uh, I know he's going to find some birds. I know we're going to walk into some birds. But, um, I mean, I'm, again, the opposite of you guys is if that bird comes up, I'm shooting it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just, I mean, well, you kind of have to, I mean, if you have any hopes of retrieving it and neither <laughs> one of our dogs are around cause yeah. you'll shoot the bird and Jack, he might go point dead, but chances are he's just going to run off and keep on, keep on hunting. Yeah. And you he, know, that's, he, he, well, he'll usually point dead, but as soon as he like sniffs it once, he's like, oh, okay, I'm out. Where's the next bird? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, that that thing's not moving. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So what you were saying about like, I don't care if I have a shot on the grouse I'm shooting. That is how most people grouse hunt. Like, you know, the guys that want you to believe that their dog pointed every single bird that they've got in their bag. I don't believe them. Like, they won't have any birds. <laughs> uh, yeah, like <laughs> the gl- the grouse population would be flourishing if that was the case. Exactly. So, uh, you know, I really believe that everyone slips up after a while and is like, you know what? I don't care that my dog didn't point this thing or not. Maybe the dog didn't even find it. The dog's way ahead of you and it missed the bird, and you kick it up, and you end up shooting it. Fine, you know. Or the dog got too close and bumped it before it pointed, and you shoot it. But that's not the story you ever hear at the tailgate. You know, it's always like, oh, yeah, dog slammed the point on this one. I walked in and flushed it. You know, no one wants to tell you that their dog made a mistake. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. I'd say the one the one time I'd have a little bit of hesitation, he's steady to shot. Now, if he's moving yeah. where he's, like, steady to flush, that's where I'll, you know, kind of pull back a little bit just because he hunts with guys who've never hunted before. And I just like the steady to shot better than steady to flush. Yeah, and that, you know, it changes the game quite a bit too when they're when it's a wild bird because with pen-raised birds, I mean, sometimes with pen-raised birds you get a bird that gets up and starts moving around, but it's not as frantic. Like when a wild bird decides to run instead of fly, right. It's usually pretty frantic and pretty enticing for the dog. So at that point, even if they're steady like my dog will break sometimes on running birds, even pen raised right. birds. Nick saw that the other day. Um, so, you know, that kind of lends to the the lack of enforcing steadiness. Like if the dog is already kind of creeping on a walking bird, which I, I want it to do in a hunting situation to maintain contact with it. Then when the bird flies, the dog's already kind of in break mode unless it decides to do a stop to flush type right. thing. I mean, and what do you the- think, Nick? On the steadiness, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day about it, and and what he said is, you know, he he does the, the testing to a high level, and and he also hunts wild birds all the time too, and he the way he put it is, the dog does not have to point the bird for me to walk all the way out in front of it oh, sure. and flush the bird. You know, I think yeah. a lot of people get get this picture in their head, especially from these pen-raised birds, that you're going to be 10 yards out in front of your dog every time kicking up the bird, and that just doesn't right. happen with wild birds. <laughs> and yeah. So the way he described it is they have to point long enough for me to be involved yes. in, in, in the equation. And so... I think uh, a lot of people just have it in their head that the dog is going to find a bird, point it, and you go 10 yards past them and flush a bird. It doesn't work like that all the time. And And if you expect that to happen you and you go by the rule that I'm only shooting the birds that that happens, you're going to go hungry. Yeah, and uh, my friend Barbara that I've been training with, she she trains flushers and everything, and uh, we've been helping each other out which has been a really cool experience, but she was kind of making fun of me the other day because my dog went on point and I'm looking around for this pen raised bird for minutes, you know, and I'm kicking the grass and I'm looking for this thing and she's standing off to the side waiting impatiently to shoot this bird that I put up (laughs) and she's like, see, this is why I don't like pointers. I was like, well, this is a planted, this is a planted Mm -hmm. bird situation, like a wild bird. I'm not going to say never because I've had Woodcock do that where you kick around. You're like, dude, what are you pointing at? And then boom, it flies up. Mm -hmm. Um, 
heck, even uh, like I've seen pheasants do that where they just really hold for a long time. They usually run, but I've seen them hold for a long time too. Um, but for the most part, wild birds, when you're close enough to make a flush attempt, like the bird's going to fly mm-hmm. or run. So my experience, like even with Rachel last year, my experience, like when I'm getting anywhere close, like yeah. mo- the majority of the birds that Rachel pointed last year, they were flushing by the time I got up around even with her yeah, or coming around the side or something. It's like you get in with uh, within a few yards they're flushing, and if they're not flushing, they're running. But yeah. like you said, there there are outliers. Sometimes they will hold, and it's just, you know, I've seen <laughs> there was a woodcock here in Tennessee two seasons ago. Yeah, man, Rachel pointed it, and I'm over there nudging it like it's a, <laughs> a it's a horrible just pen raised bird that won't fly, and it wasn't seasoned, so I couldn't do was anything. It I was springtime. Hmm? Was it the springtime? It, no, it, it, yeah, it was their flight back north. Yeah, so they're so, coming back through. Yep, and they're—I mean, it was really fat, and it—it it just well, it would not get up, and so I'm literally nudging it, and finally it flew off. But like, yep. I had to nudge it three or four times, and it was just just sitting on the ground. It was probably very close to a nest. That's why I asked if it was springtime. They do not want to leave their nest, and you can actually. If they're on their nest, you can reach down and like touch them with your hand and they yep. won't fly. I've I've never been able to do it, but I've I've heard of people doing it and of course I've seen it on YouTube as well. <laughs> but I've uh I had a, a woodcock that uh Gus found in a, a on a nest one time in the spring and I was like cutting uh trees out of the trail with my chainsaw and just had the dog running around with me. And I looked back and he's chasing this woodcock across the trail behind me. And the woodcock had its wing doing the injured wing up. thing. And I'm like, oh no, he's going to catch this bird, you know? And then right when he got, I mean, inches from it, it took off like totally flight capable. Gus went back, locked up on point again. I'm like, oh, okay, sure, buddy. Like, yeah, you're really pointing something here. So I, I'm like, I'll, I'll play your game. I'll walk over and flush something little baby woodcock got up and flew off i mean because they can fly when they're like i think two weeks old wow that one flew off he came back pointed again i'm like okay sure sure (laughs) enough another one he chased it came back pointed again i was like good lord there was a total of you know the mom plus four babies they usually have four in a nest but uh Adam's a biologist tonight. Oh, wow. I, I'm not like, I, I'm one of those like, I don't know whether to argue with that or just be like, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, dude, if it's wrong, someone will tell us it's wrong. Trust me, they're going to email, you know, oh. gundogyourself at gmail.com. Be like, Adam's an idiot. We're but, Google fact-checking yeah. right now while we record. So. Welcome to Woodcock Talk with Adam Williams. <laughs> <laughs> All true stuff, man. See, people say we don't care about birds because we kill them. We actually study them more than most people. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh when somebody's like, and Adam was wrong about that and that and that. Well, well then everything I've read is wrong. <laughs> I can I can think of some uh, t-shirt ideas for Adam for his birthday now. Oh, yeah, good. I love yeah, t-shirts. Just like I love woodcock. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> oh, on a, on another note. So so besides Minnesota, where? Well, what hold do, on a second. Yeah, you got to ask us about what are our expectations with our dogs. What are you expecting with your dogs this year? Well, I'm really wanting to fine tune Lucy's pointing yeah. issues. You know, I, I took, so she she got a very high score. I think it was, I can't it was like remember. like a 197 or something like that. I can't like remember that. what it was. Like it, it was one of the highest prize two scores, if not the highest prize two score you can get on UT. And it, all that was missing was the pointing. And so we got through the hunting season and then, all this year on training, I just took away all pressure. I didn't have any expectations for steadiness. I mean, you you saw her go from just a rock solid steady dog to now it's if the bird's flushing it, she's going. And so yep. I did that with the intention of bringing out that intensity, that drive. Mm-hmm. I wanted her more enthusiastic, and you you've seen the change throughout the year. It's it's. It's getting better. It's still not where I want it. And every now and then she'll hit that point where I'm like, that's what I'm after. Right. But it's very inconsistent. And so. And it's the, it's the front of the dog that is the intense part that you're talking about. Yeah. Where like, yes, that's it. You know, cause her, 
her tail kind of moves a little bit. Like it's, yeah. she's not going to look like Jack, you know, point, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I can see a difference where she started to get more intense on point. She actually slammed a few and it, yeah, but that, that's what I was after. And so I'm really hoping with enough wild bird contacts, it really kind of puts a bookend on bringing that intensity level out of her and that, that enthusiasm. And, and I think I have a completely different dog as far as just attitude in the field than what I did at the early spring when we, when we started training real hard again this year. But that's my goal is to see if that translates and the wild birds helps that out especially in Minnesota, especially on these other trips that we have planned. And then next spring or summer, the plan, you know, it, oh God, your plans and, and he'll laugh all that good stuff. <laughs> That's right. But start seeing if that point can get more consistent and then maybe put that steadiness back on her and maybe run UT again next year. But, I like it. but we'll see. I'm not committing to anything. I have, I don't have expectations. I just have hopes at this point. But I feel like she's in a great spot going into the season to where enough wild bird contacts will do that to her, and we're sure as heck not getting that staying here in Tennessee. And so that I'm really looking to hit up Minnesota. We have a couple other trips planned, and it's just pretty much where can I get her on wild bird contacts because I think a few months of that and not the training field, not pin raised birds, not launchers, not yeah. any of that stuff, just go out there and have fun and do what she was bred to do. I think by the end of the hunting season, hopefully that translates. Yeah, and, and you kind of said it right there. Go out there and have fun. Let her do what she was bred to do. Um, aside from, you know, letting the birds teach her specifically what's your method to to getting her intense. Like, what are your rules going to be on when you shoot a bird this year with her? I'm going to continue what I did with her last year, and that's she's going to point. And if she doesn't hold the point for me, like I was just saying, to get involved in the equation, yeah, I don't have to walk 20 yards in front of her, but she will at this point. You know, it, it's I'm not going up there this year like, is she going to point a wild bird? It's just how intense is she going to point it? But her issue, like we've talked about a million times, her issue isn't the point on wild birds. It's always been pen raised birds. And so that's why it's like if I can just get enough wild bird contacts to where she treats pen raised birds like she does the wild birds, yeah, then maybe I'll be in business next year. And then it's just putting that little steadiness steering wheel back on her with the least amount of pressure as possible so I don't undo everything I just did this year. Yeah, I was going to say you'll have to go – slow and easy with the pressure so that you don't mm -hmm. so that you don't wipe out all that intensity yep that'll be fun man yeah so i'm i'm excited again no expectations just just hopes and dreams and you know and if she can live up to what we think that she can living up to that potential yeah man but uh so yeah besides minnesota what else do we have planned this hunting season definitely gonna have some trips to east tennessee mm -hmm to get after the grouse maybe even north carolina a little bit too um i'll definitely go hunt west virginia uh at least once or twice virginia too i mean we could all hit you know yeah. virginia tennessee north carolina it's all right there together so i Other enjoy naps. those <laughs> uh, yeah i enjoy those uh those little camping grouse trips mm -hmm. um like to go back to pheasant country again this year too what do you think joe down to chase some pheasants I think my life is over. I was, uh, <laughs> I was about to <laughs> say, on. We, come, can, uh, we can get you a hall middle pass. Middle of November, end of November. You got to get your in-laws to come visit. I might, like, yeah, I might need one. Early December. Yeah. We'll get you a hall pass. Yeah. I was, it, it's uh, it's going to be interesting because this is the first season in like five, I mean, since I got into it that I won't, probably won't be doing much. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, maybe a couple of things. Man, so uh, I was just talking to Jackie about this the other day. Like when the kids were younger, I was really busy at work. Like I was working crazy hours. So I would come home to sleep. And then on the week, I worked a lot of weekends too, a lot of overnights, all that stuff. But then still yet, if I had a Saturday morning off, I'd be like, yep, 
going duck hunting. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I don't want to say she was totally cool with it, but she never really gave me too much crap about it back then. Um, and still doesn't give me crap about it now, but if I had it to do over, I would have kind of balanced that out a little bit. You know, I'm not saying I neglected my kids or anything, but I think it's important to still get that time that you need and go do some of the things that you enjoy, but not do overkill. And I know you're not going to do overkill like I did where I'm like every (laughs) opportunity I had, I'm, I'm going hunting, you know, selfishly. This is something I want to go do. Uh, but it's, I don't know, man. Don't go to the other end of the spectrum where you're like, I can't hunt at all this year. Like, you no, got to take some time I, for yourself. I too. think I can also do the thing where, you know, we did a an East Tennessee hunt where I brought like yeah. all the dogs, even the non hunting dogs. Yeah. And yeah. so I could probably play that off to where I'm like, hey, I'm going out, but I'll. I'm taking all the dogs. So you people don't see, to, people you see don't the truck with like three gunner kennels and they're like, man, that guy's got a big string of dogs and out comes a pug and a, a miniature Australian shepherd. Like, and like, that, that pug point birds. <laughs> <laughs> He'll bark at him. He'll bark at him. Yeah. Well, we're hoping at least if, even if it's not on the regular East Tennessee trip or whatever, but uh, at least getting you down to the Alabama trip for around new year's, you know, we've talked about yeah, that. Yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And then, I don't know about you guys, but I'd like to uh, see if we can make our, our way back up to Iowa this year. Yeah, that was a lot great. of fun last year, especially in one weekend. You know, we're a little tired come Monday with the drive, but uh, I still got my license for uh, Iowa. You guys don't. Oh, did you get a year long one? Yeah, I got the year long one. I'm definitely coming back, and then I could still probably make it happen if it's a couple <laughs> How much days. more expensive was it? Not that much more expensive. Oh, man. So we wasted money. I mean, maybe if you guys end up going back. Yeah. You, what know. do you mean, you guys? You're coming with us. I mean, I mean, we'll we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Charles bust out the whiskey, and I might be coming. <laughs> I don't think Charles busting out the whiskey is too big of a problem. No, no, no man, no. he's got like 50 bottles in his living room. It's great. And this well, is gonna be this is gonna be like Nick's last hunting season. <laughs> i have a feeling nick is gonna be like i was when my kids were young and spend a lot of time hunting anyways and then looking back later being like man i should have hunted less <laughs> man we we kind of timed it a little bit better though <laughs> you know the joe joe his thanksgiving you know that's just gonna keep on giving every year now and yeah it, it was a. Uh, it was poor timing, <laughs> but when, uh, when the baby gets older, then you take them on birthday hunting trips. Yeah. Well, both of you guys have babies on the way. So I'm going to say that both of you have bad timing. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'll take that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like me and you were, we're planners and we're bird dog guys. So we just talk about this stuff nonstop. And I keep catching myself to where I'm like, well, next year, next year, next year, next, next spring, we'll do this yep. next spring. And then it's like, I honestly don't know what I'm going to be able to do and not do with, with the kid on the way. So it'll be, it'll be really interesting next year. And so it's, yeah, like Joe was kind of alluding to, let's, let's get these trips in while we can. Yeah. Luckily you have uh, a piece of property now that you just need to uh, go out your back door, hopefully. Yeah. But you know, there's a Not little, the same. there's a little bit of wanderlust in me though. You know, I got to go see new ground. I got to chase new birds and yeah, I mean, I, I'm wondering what it's going to do for uh next fall's trip. I don't know. You guys probably hadn't even thought about next fall's trip yet. Have you? No, man. <laughs> Not at all. I'm, I'm sitting here like every year. I'm like, ah, oh, I want to go chase that and that and that. Let's, well, start, let's, let's start spacing this out. What's on your list for next fall then? Man, I'm I'm really leaning towards like maybe uh, chasing, trying to bag a sage grouse and a prairie chicken somewhere. And so, dude, I don't even know what state or country I'm going to be living in next well, fall. I got it right here in my notes. Oh, where I'm going to be living? Oh, oh, where you're living? <laughs> yeah, I wish. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't know. Hey, I don't need to know where you live for me to go shoot a sage grouse or prairie chicken. <laughs> but no, I mean it's. Just, I, I've been thinking about. I don't know if next year it'll happen, but I would love to do like a multiple state hunt for for a week, week and a half. Yo, Nick has a map. Yep, and a and a spreadsheet 
over here. <laughs> it sounds to me like Nick's getting a new job. Because all I'm hearing is that he's having a kid next year Let and he wants to do a multiple sheet. state hunting trip. <laughs> Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota. I'm weighing Nebraska, out Kansas, the seasons. Colorado, Wyoming. Yeah, uh, I'm weighing out the seasons on when it seasons. happens and what they have so that I can be like, all right, oh. let's hit up that state for a few days and then go to this state and then just hit multiple states camping out you with the got dogs. inspired from Adam's trip. No, this was actually in the works before oh, I talking to Adam. Well, that, talking to Adam didn't uh, didn't, didn't help, help me. this at yeah. all. No, or no, it, it did help it. Yeah, yeah, this looks nice, man. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. I mean, I'm not going to hit all those states, but I'm just trying to piece together. Like, all right, I would love to get a sage grouse and a prairie chicken, and then everything. In I between. mean, I, I've got family in a uh, in Big Fork, Montana. Well, okay, let's go make it happen. <laughs> let's go get those sage grouse. This is a lot of time off, Nick. <laughs> no, man, I'm not hitting every state. I'm just going to hit a couple of them. I'm just weighing it out. You know, I have over a year to plan this out. How much paternity do, uh, leave do you get? Zero. <laughs> you get that. <laughs> so let's let's focus on this year right now. <laughs> Nick's like all the way into next year, and we haven't even started our trip to I'm Minnesota. years out. This you don't year, even yeah, know two years. From I now. believe you. <laughs> but this year we're gonna do the the test weekend, and then Sunday, that Sunday we'll be yeah. driving up to Minnesota. So yeah. there's four of us going. Mm-hmm. Joe, are you taking your truck to Minnesota? We we haven't even talked about who's Logistics. taking what and doing what. Are you driving your truck? Or you're riding with me. Ride I got with no, me. I got no no clue. <laughs> All right, cool. You're riding with me, man. All right, cool. <laughs> problem solved nick who's splitting gas with you man nobody <laughs> so i'll be driving what's adam doing so adam we'll we'll start calling him uh hampton because hampton oh right yeah, yeah yeah we got too many adams here yeah so old Hambone, he'll be he's talking about either joining us here and following us up or he might meet us at the halfway point that we're trying to get to on sunday which we have to decide is eight and a half hours too long to drive after a full day of helping out with the test. I think it depends on what time we leave. Here's what I always think on a long trip. If we drive till midnight, then I probably don't want to get up at five and start driving again. No. So I'm kind of like, it depends on what time we leave and I want to stop driving at 10 and get like eight hours of sleep before I hit the, the road for another eight or 10 hours the next day. What do you guys think? I would say, I mean, we're, we're helping out with Sunday, but you know, what would, would we like to see the scores read and everything? Absolutely. But at yeah. the same time, we're already kind of giving up two days of hunting. Maybe we can FaceTime somebody and get those scores, see the scores. Read. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but yeah, so I say, you know, we, we try and get out of there at a decent time, but then uh, we hit that halfway point and whether, it, even if it's at midnight, yeah, we just don't leave at five in the morning. We take our time, eat breakfast, and then yeah, hit the road, and we get up there, you know, early evening and yeah, on the following day, and then get to it. Yeah, we get halfway, either way. I mean, unless we leave Norm's place at like six on Sunday or something, yeah, that'd be. And I'm not rough. driving eight hours, but because I'll just fall asleep at the wheel. I'll but, I'll see it when I believe it that you guys are going to be leaving that test early. Yeah, you think so? <laughs> That's just not in your guys' nature. So, Joe, are you coming down for the test? Or are we swinging through Nashville and picking you up? Yet to be seen, my friend. That means I'm we're living life through Nashville. one day at a time right now. We're coming through Nashville <laughs> to get you, and that's fine. I hope you come to the test, but I, I think. Are you on probably. Saturday? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm running Saturday, and then we're volunteering Sunday. Well, then I, I'm more likely would be down there uh, Saturday just to see Mitch. Nice, and me. Not just Mitch, right? Yeah. Well, Jack probably wants to come root <laughs> Mitch on. His, his boy Mitch. <laughs> They're like big buddies. Yeah. <laughs> and we hunt together all week because more than likely yep. old Lucy and Rachel will probably be uh be in heat that week. <laughs> <laughs> well That's how it is, yeah. I won't be hunting with you. Yep. yep. <laughs> so man, if you could get Adam to meet up with us here and you guys just took one truck, that'd be well, awesome to have two guys there's no in way. each truck. There's no way. You have no? to travel with old Hambone. He takes way too much junk. Really? Oh man. He, yeah, he was loaded up last dude, year. He's loaded up all. He's talking about hauling a, a 
his duck boat all the way from here. Well, good. Here he can put all, all his there. stuff in his duck boat. Yeah. But then we get there, and I want to go grouse hunting, and he wants to go duck hunting. Who's getting the truck? Yeah. Drop him in his duck blind and then <laughs> <laughs> walk back. Yeah. Ah, the, you know, the decoy bag has straps on it. You can. Yeah. No, nah, I mean, it. No, nah, that makes sense. Yeah. So we're taking three trucks. Yeah. Well, I guess, Joe, if you're not taking your truck. Well, if you're taking your truck, I guess we're taking four trucks, but that's kind of crazy. Nah, there's no need to take four trucks. Especially, I mean, Joe, Joe will Joe's literally. like, I'm literally down for whatever. Joe's going to have a bag, a shotgun, a box of ammo, and his dog. Yep. Yeah. And that's that's really all he needs. Yeah. <laughs> so he's just going to climb up in the truck with you. He doesn't need to take his own truck. Joe actually just thought through that for a minute and was like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. I want to know how many people actually tuned out on this already because we're talking about trip logistics here. <laughs> yeah, probably so. What else, man? Uh, we'll finish up the test that weekend and, and get up there. Sounds like we're taking three trucks. Yep. Pedal to the floor and get there. Get there and start hunting, <laughs> man. Yeah. I'll just be glad to have the the test behind me at that point. Um, I'm nervous. How, how, how are you, <laughs> I was about to say, how are you really feeling right now? Because this is your first utility test yeah. run. Yeah. So I'm nervous, man. Uh, even when I go out and run Mitch, I'm... I'm trying to tell myself, like, all right, it needs to simulate the test. But then everything Mark Whalen told us a couple weeks ago is go out there and hunt your dog just like you would any other time. Yeah. But I'm trying to not use any commands. I'm trying not to use the e-caller. And it's, I think it's going to be fine, but I'm just nervous, you know? <laughs> Play your game, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Just go do it. And then you guys will hear on here in a couple weeks that, we either failed the test or we passed the test and i mean that's it right well yeah and i mean it, there's nothing i can tell you right now that's like gonna help or yeah. hurt your emotions i mean this is kind of like you know you're gonna get to test day and it is what it is like it just yeah i'm gonna hope to not just be like shaking when i start <laughs> you know were you yeah. nervous when you did your test uh i was honestly slightly more nervous with lucy i would say the second time i ran the first time with rachel i honestly went out there with the attitude it is what it is like yeah. it just I, I didn't plan on doing this from the get-go it just happened to where i was training with all the other guys it was there it's like let's do this and i mean there there were some nerves but it was just sure. kind of like i didn't have the anticipation or high hopes for a prize one lucy I knew what the potential was and I, I I'd seen everything. So I was yeah. hoping and anticipating that prize one. And, you know, she gave me that quality of work on everything except the, the pointing for the millionth time. And, you know, it was just, but you know, your weaknesses, you know, where their inconsistencies are. So but prior to that, that's when you're going to be the most nervous is it's like, okay, what dog's showing up? is is what he should be and what i know he is going to show up or is he going to have one of those brain fart days that happens every so often and then but either way man it's like it is what it is it's like what norm always says no matter what the dog's gonna have fun yeah the dog doesn't know any better right the dog's yep. just like whatever another day out here chasing birds around yep. um there's little things, and I'm probably overthinking it, but how many times have we been training where the dog goes on point, and you look around for the bird, and you know you can't find it because it's a stupid down. pen raised <laughs> bird that's you know under all this grass. And when we're training, I'm like, all right, tell me where you guys planted the bird so I can flush this thing. You know, my yep. dog's pointing, but I literally can't find it because it's burrowed in the grass. Well, on a test day, I'm gonna kick around, kick around, kick around, <laughs> and then be like, well. I guess my dog's just not pointing. Uh, what do y'all want me to do? You know? <laughs> well, so there's little things like that that I'm like, you know, how's it going to play out? <laughs> Mitch is going to do great, man. Yeah. I believe in Mitch. He's got it. It's just like Nick said, it's a matter of just what, what, what happens on the test up. day, you know? Yep. And man, I've seen it to where the most prepared 
dogs and handlers go out there and just something completely unforeseen happens. And then I've also seen the dogs to where I swear up and down. I'm like, there's no way this dog is passing. Like not just, not just like (laughs) a a high prize, but just a prize three. And I've seen them just show up and a completely different dog. It's like, they know that today's different and they act right. And and it's just, you don't know, man, and that's why it's like it doesn't do any good. You don't know what the weather's going to be like. Mm-hmm. You don't know if it's going to be raining, sunshine, hot, just right, wind, especially at norms. I mean, that wind swirls or doesn't blow at all. Like oh, it just, man. it doesn't do any good to to wrap your head around it. It's just you know you've done the work. Go out there and try and enjoy the process for what it is, because at the end of the day, you're going to get the scores. And the scores are going to reflect whatever dog showed up that day. Yeah. And, you know, it goes back to, like, what I was saying earlier. When we put too much stock in, like, uh, like evaluating success by how many birds you have on the tailgate. Yep. It's the same here. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you set it with both your dogs. Like, and I've seen them do prize one work on everything, right? So, I, I know what my dog's capable of. Yep. And whatever he goes out there and scores... It is what it is. Either and, and way. If I can go into the test with that mentality, because it's the truth, mm-hmm. uh, I think I'll be fine. But if I get up there and I'm just way nervous, I think the dog senses that. We just got to put another an extra shot in that Bloody Mary while you're getting <laughs> getting brief from the judges on how the day's going to go. Just just start off with that the hair of the dog and just you know relax a little bit. So what do you think they do if they're like, all right, uh, Come on up here, you know, let me brief you. And I just reach into my, like, water pouch <laughs> flask and pull, <laughs> pull out, like, a Miller Lite and just pound oh, it right there. Oh, y'all aren't cool with this? Sorry, I thought Ron Bain was judging here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ron would be like, you got one for me? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we could stop boring these people. They're like, what the heck happened on this week's episode? But, uh, oh, it's fun, man. I mean, if, it's, if hey, they don't like it, they'll turn it off. There it's you right. go. We had fun with it, but yeah, we, uh, we promise next week we're, we're going to be back on, uh, on target with these guests and don't and, promise. Jeez. Yeah. That's that we're, we're going to do our best people, uh, <laughs> to, to give y'all worthwhile conversation with, a, with a point and, and a topic. But yeah, we, uh, life happens. Who wants a t-shirt that says uh, <sighs> GDIY podcast? Oh, I thought you were going back to Adam's. Uh, no, Adam no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, you're really harping on no, that t-shirt Who wants a t-shirt that really says yeah, it's a good idea? Great point, Joe. We've had a couple people reach out. They're like, we want a t-shirt. And uh, we've looked into doing shirts. And it's, man, it's it's tough to do shirts because. So many sizes. Yeah, all the sizes. And then, you know, we've got like. Hats are easier. Well, this, I like yeah. I like the quality conversation expensive too. with a point. Ah, <laughs> ooh, that could be. A and cool maybe t-shirt. instead of a point, it's like a you know jack on point or something like that. We're having an actual pointer on there. Yeah, quality conversation. I'm the idea man. You know, that's that's what I'm here uh-huh. for. Nick's usually good for the play on words, but I like that. <laughs> I mean, no, he he was the one who did it, and he even went like this with a point. You guys can't see, but I'm actually he was pointing when he said with a point. Yep. Yep. Well, let's get some feedback. Nick, there's got to be a way to get feedback on if people want a shirt yeah. like that, right? Yeah. Just send us call, an email. I was about to say, it's called an email. Shoot it yeah. to us. Say you love the idea, you want a shirt. We've, we've gotten it from everybody, but we, we've been debating on shirts or hats. All right. Send us a one-liner email that just says, I'd rather have a hat or I'd rather have a shirt. Yep. We're, we're going to try and, and we'll come out with something. There. Let's yeah. do it. There we go. Yep. All right, guys. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, with a little bit, bit more intelligible conversation. With a point. With a point. Thank you for listening to GDIY. If you enjoy this podcast, please remember to take a moment to rate, review, and share with a friend. Also, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Gundog It Yourself. If you really enjoy this podcast and would like to contribute even more to future content, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash gundog it yourself. Thanks again and happy hunting.
Everyone seems to have the same questions or concerns when they start trying to decide which kennel to purchase for their vehicle. Perhaps it's time to stop asking all the questions and just design the perfect setup that meets your exact needs. B-Pro Kennel specializes in designing and fabricating custom premier dog boxes handcrafted right here in the USA from high-grade, lightweight aluminum. They'll get you set up with the size dimensions, lighting, storage, battery boxes with solar charging, and anything else you can dream of. Stop stressing over buying the wrong setup, just have to replace it again in a year go ahead and check out bprokennels.com and get exactly what you want if you're considering changing your dog's food soon then be sure to check out yukanuba pro performance their science-backed formulas are designed to take your dog to the next level of performance they also now have the new puppy formula to help your pup start strong and live active when looking at all the different food options remember yukanuba to help power their ultimate performance Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Bob from Lone Ducks Gun Dog Chronicles podcast. I hope you just enjoyed the episode you just listened to. And if you did, I think you'll enjoy hopping on ours. We've got professional retriever trainers and upland bird dog trainers from across the country and world sharing their tips and tricks and great stories to help you and your dog get ready for the season. We'll see you there.